Well, hey, hey, everyone, welcome to episode 62 or something like that of the uh, Gonna Explain podcast. I think it's that. Let me, uh, 61, I think. I am not really prepared, am I? <laughs> I'm not because. 61, that's right. Okay, because before we even got started, there were issues. And I was like, oh, here we go again. And then, yeah, it actually bled over. Uh, more than a, a few minutes, but uh, you know, everyone in chat, just say, "Hey, you guys done effed up? Can't hear anything? Let me know. I'll, I'll." Uh, that's part of the charm, Goose. I like that. Yeah, Goose is yeah. in the chat. Zionic Shadow, Metal Neo, Androyus. Uh, let's see, Jedi Sela, Lucas Garrett, uh, Ian, Midnight Hatter. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. So great to see everybody. Uh, yeah. So Stephen, how you doing? Doing well, bud. Thank. How, how are you? Doing good. You know, I, again, glad to talk uh, uh, Gundam. Uh, you know, it was it was actually a lot of fun yesterday on your show. Um, it, I tell you, it's like every every time we do a stream, it's like I get I'm getting closer to having like full and ultimate control over my creations because it's like <laughs> I am seeing things that are mentally getting me over these roadblocks, like. When it comes to sculpting, adding on parts and like, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, last night was the first time I'd ever messed with plot plate. Um, so, you know, I was just kind of figuring it out myself. But I think that that's kind of the, the, the joy of just starting, right? That's the hardest part. And I think that um, hopefully what you and I are doing together on Wednesdays helps people start their gun plot journey and um you know go boldly into cutting up pieces of plastic yeah yeah really experimenting getting in there and it's it, because i i do i did this with action figures i get an action figure and it's like ah, i feel like i could make one or two little changes but i don't want to ruin it i don't know what i'm doing how do i create more material uh, you know but man yeah those streams have been uh and quite the best something. part is is you know if you mess up then you basically just have a battle damage variant Oh yeah, that's right. That's the perfect way to go about it, especially Gumpla. Um, so, yeah, Goose says it's just battle damage. Yeah, um, yeah. So that uh, links in the description for uh, Midnight Hatters uh, channel. We do the live streams on Wednesdays before this one. Uh, really cool stuff over there. Um, but for this uh, podcast, we're you know talking about Gundam. Obviously, that's, I mean, I call it the Gundam Explained podcast because of that. But. Uh, we're going to go through some questions some people have thrown over. Um, we're going to talk about what this Master Grade uh, version Katoki could be that's coming out. Um, and then some news about the English dub for Cuckoo's Doan's Island. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Uh, Steven, anything Gundam related that you've done this week? I mean, I think you, you've been with me for most of my Gundam related uh, <laughs> nonsense. I did have a slight... Um, had a bit of an accident where uh, the Psycho Zaku that I was painting with you on stream a couple of weeks ago uh, took a little bit of a tumble and um, lost its uh, lost mm. its beam bazooka and its um, uh, propellant, propellant tanks yeah. on the back. So uh, oh. yeah, I'm I mean, have to did glue you, those back did, on. Oh, you're gonna glue it back on? <laughs> yeah, fortunately they they broke yeah. off in like very um solid pieces so um and hopefully you know by next week i'll be able to show you guys the finished painted piece um oh sweet but okay <laughs> okay yeah that's what i'm excited for um yeah yeah you know me uh gundam related stuff i'm trying to think i'm watching um g fighter or gundam fighter or g gundam i've even seen it called g gundam is that a thing uh <laughs> it's, it's very I'm... interesting with the g's yeah i don't know um, but sounds familiar. I, I, you know, I've, I've talked about it before. I do like it. Um, but we're going to do, uh, I'm going to obviously have a reaction video, but then there's going to be a, a podcast coming soon. That's going to be just strictly talking about the first half of, uh, G fighter. Uh, and, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that because I really want to be able to have kind of a roundtable discussion. So it'd be people from the Patreon supporters will be talking about it, um, which brings me to my next subject. I usually don't like to spend too much time on this, but 
the Patreon. There is a Patreon, um, and I have the links in the description up at the top. You'll see the thing go by. Um, whereas there's a tier where you can actually uh, put ads up for stuff, and that's down at the bottom. Uh, but really, the main thing is um, with the Patreon, by subscribing uh, or supporting, you get to like be part of the movie nights. It's like once a month. We'll kind of vote on a movie to watch. It's F91 for this month. But there's other little perks, too, like uh, Discord channels, stuff like that. Um, uh, there, there's also, yeah, so there's three tiers. The third tier adds is like the, where you can have an advertisement for stuff. Um, if you've noticed on YouTube, there's a join button and that's actually the second tier on Patreon. So just FYI, um, if anyone has any comments, questions, or concerns about the whole Patreon thing, let me know. Just trying to figure out a way to provide value, um, while getting the support to keep doing this. So, uh, and also trying to match the value over at, uh, Midnight Hatter's Patreon. Uh, there's some sick stuff over there, so uh, be sure to check that out if you're into anything, really. Yeah, yeah, we're we're not as big on the community side. I think we're more product driven uh, over on Midnight Hatter. But uh, you know, just to to follow up on that, um, it's a cool bunch of folks on the Patreon, and uh, we tend to hop in voice chat on Discord. You know virtually every day so it's it's a cool bunch of people that you can just kind of nerd out about gundam with um so yeah there's definitely there, there's value there for sure um in addition to the movie nights which are all obviously always a blast yeah oh yeah definitely um and then yeah a new exclusive podcast uh which will uh i'll talk about more of that later um Okay, look, I've got Mechasan or Mechasan in uh, the chat. Well, I would like to see the Gundam Mark II get a version Kotoki, maybe the Ground Gundam. I can see people buying a lot of those. You know what? That is a good topic, so we'll get into that in a second. Oh, uh, Gundam Wing, good to see you there. Um, okay, I'm going to share my screen. I think everything's still working. Like I said before, I had to use some duct tape to get the stream started before it started, so... Um, Oh, no. No, no, no. You're not joking. No, I'm, just, I'm just messing <laughs> with you. <laughs> uh, I think you pulled something like that on me before, too. Um, oh, man. No, no. I'm just busting your chops. I, everything looks good. So, um, okay. No, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I was and, fixing and, something Like here. I said, you had some big videos come out this week. Um, yesterday's, I thought, yeah. like I said, was a huge topic to cover. So Yeah. You know what? Someone posted in a comment on a video that said, hey, dive into the Earth Federation, give a history on them. I really didn't know how to go at it, but I kind of do it like I do with some of my videos in like this, where I wanted it to be more of like a discussion. Like I am talking through, this is what I understand from the Earth Federation and looking stuff up on the wiki. Uh, just a cool conversation. There's good to listen to as a podcast, um, but also the comments are cool. So if you've got other comments to add about the Earth Federation there, um, it's just cool to get a general history and understanding and even just, listening to people in the discord like when they're talking about alternate histories or other things that are in the manga there's just so much more that could be looked into when it comes to that um i also had the videos the the comparing the gpo series because i think those gpo gundams are awesome and so i have the robot spirits versions which are like the ver anime so they're supposed to be as accurate as possible so i just did a little video on all that um That's awesome and then, yeah, I've, I've played... Okay, so for SD Gun and Battle Alliance, for those interested, I mean, that's really the only game I've been playing. I mean, I've, you're at 65 hours? Yeah, it's something like that now, yeah. <laughs> I've gotten all the achievements, um, which is something I don't normally do um, on Steam games. I, I usually just play to a game to, to beat it and then maybe some more to enjoy it. But the achievements were actually fun, challenging parts that actually taught me to be better because you have to be able to... Uh, there's a couple moves like where you do that spin attack that cuts a, a mobile suit in half or um, the reversals, um, combo breakers. And so since you have to do these repeatedly, I then figure out through muscle memory how and when to use them. And it makes the game overall a little more fun. Um, have you been Those playing are the type it of achievements that are pretty cool because they kind of they're using the achievement structure as a way of teaching you how to get better at the game, as opposed to a lot of achievements in, in some games are just kind of like grind fests, like, Oh, you know, yeah. kill 10,000 enemies. And it's like, well, yeah, you're going to do that eventually. Right. And that exactly. I think it was dead rising Xbox. It was like kill 10,000, uh, zombies with the car. 
I got yeah, you it. Get in the car, go in the garage, and just do circles. <laughs> and and then I got it. Yeah, it was that same. Yeah, I remember that. And then um, what was it that happened? Either I got it. Or near the end, the Xbox froze. Something happened to where I was like, I am not doing this again. And that was like the one achievement I needed <laughs> to finish that. Um, yeah, you know, um, but the Battle Alliance. Um, so more DLC has dropped. Or I guess the DLC has dropped from Season 1, I think. And they've announced 2 and 3. They showed the Penelope and Kasai Gundam as being ones that are coming out. Um, I didn't see anything with the Mark II. Um, it, it did seem to have new levels, scenarios, I guess, and those look pretty cool. Um, uh, you know, I, I will say it's, it's really a fun game. And I, and you know, one thing that I forgot to mention is I'm a big fan of that switch exclusive Marvel ultimate Alliance. Did you ever play that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't realize it until thinking about it, but this plays it, the structure of it is very similar and I didn't really realize it even thinking the roster of characters how different they all play the specials doing it as a team also it's you know the co-op and even in that Marvel game they have a camera mode you can change if you're doing single player where it drops the camera down similar to the third person view in, in Battle Alliance um, so for those that are trying to think of a comparison like I never thought about comparing the structure Marvel Ultimate Alliance, but I still compare the boss battles to Dark Souls. In fact, in the latest news, or it's not patch notes, but it's like news announcements they made that they're planning to reduce, due to feedback from the community, reduce the HP on uh, some mobile armors and uh, change how the uh, that other bar, the blue bar, works for them. You know, no, the no easy mode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's funny. So I. Th you know, in I got to say, it is challenging. There's some bosses on hard I haven't beat yet. So yeah, hey, and I, I'm going to keep saying it is if this game were not SD proportions, if it were regular proportions, I doubt that you would see nearly as many complaints with it. I agree. I agree. It's crazy, and I wonder if that's a cultural thing. You know, considering when like Kirby was brought over here, they gave him like angry eyes, <laughs> and you know, they had to like yeah. Make and it, it is a weird thing because even I admit I do not like the look of it, but I usually play games for the the uh, gameplay mechanics. So same here. Yeah, I mean, if you were playing as a bouncing ball and doing the same things, would it still be entertaining? And that's <laughs> yeah, that's no, that's good. Um, okay. So anyway, yeah, just want to bring up Battle Alliance. Curious. Um. If any of you guys, yeah, Androyus is saying uh, SDGBA teach you to get good scrubs. It kind of does. Oh, Zionic Shadow is saying, I never mentioned the GP00. Is that the new one from um, Engage? You see Engage? Well, it's, uh, it's the Blossom, right? That was the, uh, that was the prototype GP unit that was before the GPO1, GPO2, etc. Okay. Um, or am I thinking, is, is the Blossom the GP00, or is it the GP04? Because, no, 04 is the Gerbera, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah there was something, yeah, because I know the manga has a lot more information, and then there's that UC Engage that was showing off. Yeah, Blossom, yep. Cool. Yeah, thanks, Yonwe. Hey, Mekasar. Um, all right, so. Which makes sense. It goes with the flower naming conventions, yeah. you know. GP00 Blossom, and then you've got the Zephyranthes, the Fissilis, etc. Yeah, I liked that. It took me a while. I remember I was even looking up, what do these names even mean? And then you realize that there's usually some meaning behind that. Yeah. Okay, so this is from Patreon. Ian is asking, how would you rank the various UC timeline expansions for what you've seen so far? And I think what I would say is that MS Igloo, if this is what we're talking about, like MS Igloo, it's not like the standard story of armor over char but it's or you know that sort of thing but it's what's going on on the side and i would say um yeah ms igloo because it it really dives into not only things happening on the side during events of the one-year war but also like where things came from the zudas in there um what about you any 
Yeah, you can well, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, I, I was curious about the definition of that as well. Um, but it, but operating under the same assumption that you are, where it's anything that's not the core Charmero story, um, you know, I, I've got to go 0080 because obviously that's an extremely popular side yeah. story. And what I really enjoy about it is that it's one of those, um, you know, you could almost it's like the war that never happened because no one knew that this colony was about to get nuked. Oh, oh. spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> but, no. Uh, come by on, now. it's from the 80s. Yeah. You guys, uh, you have to have watched it by now. If you're if you're yeah. subscribed to Gundam Explained and you haven't watched Gundam 0080, I don't know what you're doing with your yeah. life. <laughs> now. Leave this stream now and watch it. <laughs> yeah. You'll come back, come back tomorrow. Yeah. We'll be back on. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I love the fact that it's like, you know, these kind of heroes that you are never going to know about because no one's ever going to know who Bernie Wiseman was, except yeah, for that, I know, know that series is so beautiful. I will use that word. So beautiful for many reasons. Just the name of it, War in the Pocket, and that has a lot, you know, with it. And then, yeah, just everything else about it. Like, especially how when we talk about the youngest protagonists in in a Gundam show, really... Alfred is the youngest, even though he's not in a, in a, a Gundam, he might as well be since he is yeah. in the middle of the, the conflict that is occurring. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, Neon Wave is saying, um, it's kind of ironic that you don't like the SD look, but you like the SD games would be interesting to see how you'd feel playing MS Saga, a new Dawn. So yeah, that's a good example of, I don't like JRPGs, but since I like Gundam, I'm going to give that a shot there eventually. Um, yeah, well, I mean, then, you know, it's the same that you feel about, like, uh, you know, G-Generation Genesis and Crossrays. is like yeah. those those games are, like, awesome tactics games, but, you know, they're kind of hampered by the SD aspect of it. Obviously, you have yeah. Gear and Greed if you want, like, a little bit more of a realistic, Realistic. grounded experience, but a grand strategy is not quite the same as, like, a turn-based tactics game. And you know what really helps also with Genesis <clears throat> is that it's going through the stories. So it's like yeah. you have the stories and the characters that you're attached to, the music. And then you just and see like them the in the MS form. development tree is so yeah. rich and like expansive, you know, you can almost trace the lineage of mobile suits through these different development trees that you're working on. Yeah. It's it's very cool. I know. Yeah, that, it, yeah, there's so much that makes that game great. That's why that new um the new mobile version they're coming out with the Eternal that should be great. Yeah, you know. I didn't get into the beta. <laughs> Maybe not yet. Did you get an email saying you're not in it? No, but okay. I also have like an iPhone 6, so. Oh. Okay. <laughs> you know, it, I, I think that I'm probably pretty low on the, who, wait, who do wait, we wait, need wait. to test this? <laughs> do you really have an iPhone 6? Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. That's impressive, man. What can uh, I say? I take care of my... <laughs> Yeah, no, that's Products. no just impressive that you you're not um drawn to need the latest gadget. You know how it is. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, that's more money for Gumpla. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Um oh, Hoswey's saying he still has an iPhone 7. Well, cool. Um I yeah. Represent. I'm, I'm proud. I am proud. Okay. So moving on, Goose is saying, um, if you could be on the white base during the one-year war, what job would you do or character would you be? Personally, I would want to be on the bridge because everyone makes it out and you would still get to see cool battles. <laughs> All right, that, that's a good one. And Jedi Sail is saying I'd go with engineering uh, either for uh, maintaining the ship or repairing and upgrading the mobile suits and core fighters. There would never be a dull moment. So, Steven, do you have an idea or should I go first? Uh, why don't you take this one first? You got it. So, th that's a good one. Uh, part of me would want to be on the bridge and almost be the captain if I wasn't a pilot. Because I either want to be in the action or control the action. I guess. I don't know. Um, I mean, there's, there's one thing for me loving mechs and mobile suits and wanting to be in one. And there's another thing if we were really deployed into war and then I had to get into a giant metal battle suit and I would be shaking. I, 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 <laughs> I doubt I would be competent enough to pilot it. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Um, thought about it yet? Uh, 
I mean, as much as I would like to be, you know, the Kai type character, I, I am in fact a huge coward. I talk a big game, but I am like <laughs> two for five in fist fights in my life. And I would like to keep that, uh, that ratio where it's at. Um, but you know, so I'd probably be like the chef that was complaining to, um, to bright about not having enough salt. <laughs> oh yeah. That whole thing. Wow. That's funny. Mess, mess so officer. You, so you would be okay. Hanging out in the kitchen or the mess yeah. hall. Okay. Yeah, keep okay. Amaro fed so that he can keep me alive. No, but, you know, even this question just brings up the fact that as much as we like mobile suits, they really need some sort of, like, white-based simulator or, uh, you know, just some sort of one-year war starship simulator where you're, like, deploying units. Uh, and, you're on, and then you have to slap people if they're, like, you can't get them to, like, do their job. And you have only right. so it's, many it's slaps. Like, the Sims, like you have a morale yeah. meter that starts yeah. ticking down. And if you don't slap them every 45 minutes or so, they, uh, <laughs> I don't know, they set the bridge on fire. That would have to be a gameplay mechanic. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> let's see. Lucas Garrett saying warrant officer ordinance chief. Does that mean the guy that drops the bombs? That sounds very bomb droppy. Yeah. Let's see. Um, uh, Metal Neo saying, I wouldn't mind being a fighter for a uh, white base. Just give me a GM and I'm all good. Yeah, that that sounds like fun. Um, yeah, it, it was fun. I was just uh, looking for stuff on Twitter, Gundam related, and someone posted that Rogue New Type told me about this, but the, uh, the Gundam ride that used to be in Japan. Uh, and I was watching that and I was like, oh, I would love to be on something like that because the Star Wars stuff at Disney really felt oh yeah well and now they have a guardians of the galaxy one right i heard about that yeah i yeah i didn't check that out though um oh andreas is saying that i'll be the mechanic just so that i can chew up amro for throwing his weapons away <laughs> <laughs> i know good. just because you have six shots doesn't mean you chuck the beam rifle when you're done with yeah. it which it's funny because and it this could just because video games do this but in the sd gundam game when that when your character's reloading their gun, they do throw it. Like, they throw it away, and it just disappears, but, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. This is from Jedi Sailor. Why do you think Cuckoo's Doan's Island is getting such a limited release here in the States compared to other anime titles distributed by Crunchyroll, like Dragon Ball and Demon Slayer, uh, which were shown in more theaters around the country? Also, why are they not releasing an English dub along with the subversion of the movie as they did with the aforementioned other anime movies? Well... Yeah, we're going to get in this in a second that Crunchyroll got around to dubbing, getting either they got it dubbed or they're just distributing the dubbed version. But Cuckoo's Doan's Island is getting a dubbed version. I am thankful that there's a location right near me, just a couple miles away, playing it. Um, That's awesome. And so I did not know just because I never really paid attention. So Crunchyroll has distributed, I guess, other films like Dragon Ball and Demon Slayer. Um, But I guess... You know, it's weird that it's getting a, a, a lim such a limited release just because when I looked at my location, it, I had so many theaters to choose from. Uh, I really just chose this one because it was, you know, the one because it's really the closest. Like we go uh, over there all the time. So, um, but I did also, I did read that they are releasing a subbed version along with it um, for people That's that actually cool. want to see it subbed. I guess maybe it's just my location just had the, the dubbed version. Oh. Did you yeah, happen I mean, to I'd check Steve? I'd love to get my hands on a uh, on a dubbed and subbed Blu-ray. Um, you know, because because ultimately, you know, the theater releases are fun to uh, to meet up with people and stuff. But you know, it, it, it's kind of a shame because if you look at you know how what what kind of release you know Thunderbolt got, where it was uh, you know kind of mass released uh, all at once. I'm kind of disappointed that, that Crunchyroll is doing the distribution, you know? Yeah, you know, I don't have too much familiarity with this. Um, you know, I know that, like, when um, Hathaway came out, it was very interesting that immediately there was this English-dubbed version on Netflix. So I yeah, thought they were Cuckoo's, ready to go. Yeah, it would be something similar. But it wasn't, and what is also interesting is not only is there an English dub that's coming out, but they're releasing it in theaters for now. So it's still, it's almost like during the Hathaway time was like, well, COVID's everywhere. But right now it seems like studios are trying to be more theatrical, country, crunchy, crunchy, country, 
country roll. <laughs> I bet I bet that's something you get a sushi restaurant. Um, I I bet they're maybe trying to get in on the movie theater game since some movies are now you know coming back to the theater and being uh profitable, especially like smaller horror movies, like niche genre movies that aren't. I think what's not doing too well are just dramas, yeah, or, or comedies, but like niche genre or like superhero flicks, or, you know, or big budget. Right. Um. Yeah, you know, I I I, I want to find the numbers. Once all is said and done, how did the Cuckoo's Dolan's Island just do in general in the United States when it was released? Because I I got to keep remembering I imported the Blu-ray, so there hasn't right. really been an official way for anyone in a in, you know North America or South America whatever to watch it. And you and know? it makes me wonder because there's a lot of you know. By delaying the release, a lot of the people who were going to watch Cuckoo's Doan's Island have already watched it through whatever means, you know, whether they streamed it somewhere, whether they downloaded it illegally, you know, imported it like you did. Do you think that that has a negative influence on the box office numbers that Crunchyroll is expecting to pull in? as opposed if they had just released it in theaters at the same time as the Japanese release. Yeah, that's a very good point, you know, because, you know, for people that maybe are big Gundam fans, like, I think when it comes to people that like anime and Gundam, like, someone that's into anime might be downloading their anime. Someone that's in Gundam might be too, but they would go and support. But, like, Dragon Ball Z, to me, seems like it's bigger. Yeah. Like, it seems to, and it's another weird thing about Gundam is Cuckoo's Doan's Island is Universal Century, but it's the least graphic or violent or adult-themed uh, that you would normally see in UC, like Hathaway. Right. It's, it's, so, to me, I don't even know what to expect. This is a very different thing um, in all aspects, really. Yeah, um, and I think it's different for Crunchyroll, too. I mean, this is kind of uncharted territory for them as well yeah. um i think fathom events used to be in charge yeah. of like those uh those theatrical releases for limited run animes and so um it'll be interesting to see how they handle it like i said i think it's strange but yeah hopefully it goes well hopefully it you know means more gundam coming over to the west you know and apparently their offices are here uh where i'm located i i should yeah. just head up there one day and then they'd be like, why are you in an office? We all work from home now. I, I should really go up there and be like, hey, can I somehow get some information for my channel? I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Um, let's see. Uh, Zionic Shadow was saying Crunchyroll bought, fun, bought out Funimation. A funny thing, I thought Funimation also had an office here, unless that was something they, else. Um, they did. Oh. So, yeah. So that's weird. Like, Texas, that's that's weird. Um. And then Androidus the Studios. Ah, is that what? Uh, yeah, because sometimes on my LinkedIn I'll see well they'll have something for yeah voice actors or voice producers or something. You know? mm-hmm. Um, Androidus is saying Hathaway's English dub was pretty fast. Netflix treat their anime quite well in that regard. One thing I don't understand, and I don't know if you know this, is when I'm watching anime on Netflix, the subs and the dub are completely different. Have you I haven't that? experienced that, but then, you know, if a dub is available, I'll generally just watch that. I won't go back and double check the subs. So. I think it's because late at night I'll be watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and I keep it down <laughs> just enough, because, you know, and it's weird. Like, the dialogue in it shows crazy anyway. But, like, the things they say are, like, they had to have hired comedic writers for the, for the dub. Because the sub will say what they're trying to say, but the dub adds a little more flair to it, more cursing. It's actually pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of direct translation versus localization. Um, And and you'll see that sometimes in mangas. Like, I noticed recently there was, um, was like, a footnote in a Gundam manga that I was reading that uh, they were talking about some flavor in, like, one of the candies that they were eating. And it was, like, it was a very specific, like, Japanese candy flavor that Americans wouldn't get. So oh. they they added a footnote of, like, hey, this is a 
a candy that's popular in Japan. Almost like a, we know you're not going to get it. Yeah. And so you can imagine that in the dubbed version, they would be like, ooh, chocolate. And it's like, it wasn't chocolate. (laughs) That's okay. That's actually pretty interesting. Yeah. And Ragnarok is saying dubs usually have more localization, whereas subs tend to be more directly translated. And I, I can get that. And, but you in I'm, I don't have a good history of understanding dubs, but like I would almost assume though that could be a bad thing in terms of um, in the future a dub might then sound a little more horrendous because it's trying to localize based on what is being said at that time and it might borrow a lot of elements from that point of time. I don't know, or I just made that up. But uh, let's no, see. I mean, there there's a reason that uh, Gilmore Girls hasn't aged very well. <laughs> no, there you go. Which I've never seen that, but for some reason that's a recurring joke, right? <laughs> um, what, okay, I saw some. I saw, Brian Zanichelli said hi. So what's up? Didn't see you there. Um, uh, Webfox, one hundred, good to see you. He says it was Funimation Sony that bought Crunchyroll, and then I thought I saw something else. Okay, Webfox saying Funimation is Texas-based, Crunchyroll is California-based. Now that Funimation owns Crunchyroll, it is rebranded as Crunchyroll altogether. Okay. Gotcha. So they just wanted the name. It was like the McDonald's story, right? (laughs) But you know what? It's very interesting because Sony owns Crunchyroll, which now owns Funimation. And I feel like it's like, you know, know, I'm into the gaming realm and space and all that. And I think Sony is like missing the mark on a few things. But if they were able to roll in an anime package to like their PlayStation subscription, um, I think they would be killing it um, in that way because they're trying to compete with Game Pass and they're now making it where they're they're selling their movies to distribution instead of having it on like a service, which if you realize like HBO Max is even starting to do that. Uh, Paramount, they're starting to do that where they make more money by putting their movies on other services rather than having one of their own. Anyway, that yeah. was totally tangent somewhere else. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it, it, it makes a lot of sense. And, and anime video games are kind of where Sony's always going to be able to make their bread and butter because, you yeah. know, with, with Microsoft Xbox buying up so many game studios and, you know, taking away, you know, a lot of people say that, oh, well, you know, Bethesda's not going to go Xbox exclusive. I'm not so sure that that's necessarily true you know <laughs> it's uh, kind of hard to won't. turn down that exclusive money yeah i mean even microsoft was saying something about three more years he will guarantee sony three more years of getting call of duty or something like that and it's like <laughs> yeah it, it's pretty crazy um yeah so anime Wave, video games what's that so anime video games is going to be the only oh. way that uh, playstation survives yeah y- you know and that's a good point because um what was it I was looking at? There's another JoJo game that was just PS4. Like, those niche Japanese games are still, you know, Sony, uh, usually. Um, Neon Wave, JoJo's reason for the dub and sub being different is due to names having to be changed because of copyright. Now that, yes. We've talked about that before. Yeah, that that I noticed. But, like, they'll change the dialogue where they will, like, go in on cursing and like graphic explanation of things it's it's pretty funny um all right so move on um oh robert saying sorry uh being late wi-fi is wacky um yeah wi-fi is wacky and real quick just wanted to show this uh zionic shadow he's working on zepion pretty sick that is pretty Um, sweet how can i i did not this today. Yeah, one heat rod is never enough. Um, yeah, I love the color too. And then, yeah, um, you can see the Zionic decal. Pretty Very cool. Sweet. Yeah, shout out there. Um, okay. What was this? Oh, yeah, that's right. That was um, the English dub. Um, yeah, someone that happens to be a North Texian, right where I'm at. Shout out to Trevor. Um, let's see. And then Robert was saying Crunchyroll is getting it too, but does that? I didn't see anything about Crunchyroll releasing it on their platform in an English dub. I just saw that they're distributing it. But yeah, if you have more info, Robert, let me know. Um, 
James is saying I'll probably see it in Japanese again. Luckily, it's in a theater a couple moons away from me. Hopefully, it won't be an empty theater, though. Yeah. Um, Metal Neo is saying he already saw it. <laughs> um, okay. Well, um, yeah, I don't. I would just hope there's a big turnout just to make Gundam cool in America. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's it, really. Um, okay, and that was, yeah, this, there was this link here. Let me just throw it in the chat because it's going to then link to where you can see if there's one playing. Um, here you go. Okay. I don't know too much about this. Road to Gumpla Battle, this seems to be an official thing, but it's showing what it looks like when the Gumpla is scanned. And, like, it. it's interesting because they're showing either it's what it really is. Okay, let me get a good shot. Um, It might be hard to see on this. So, either they created this or it's really gonna what it's going to look like. Because if you look closely at when it's showing the Gumpla moving around, not only are they still, but you see fragments of the world around it that I guess got pulled in from the scan so it doesn't look clean. Now, they could have created that to that give effect, the impression yeah. that it was scanned in. But um, still cool that they're getting a little further with this. I'm, I just... Um, I guess they're really what it sounds like they're really working on the technology so that people can just use their phones and scan them in. Yeah. I, and I mean, the technology exists. I mean, I have an app on my phone. That's a the 3d photogrammetry. Yeah. I think that's yeah. how you pronounce it. Photogrammetry where you, yeah. you know, you kind of take photos from, you know, it's basically a video. You take thousands of photos from all over the, the object that you're trying to scan in. Um, and if you couple that with the type of technology that Adobe has, um, Adobe bought Mixamo um, a while back. Mixamo was a, a 3D animation software suite, and they have an automatic rigger that, um, especially for Gumpla, this would be brilliant because it takes humanoid figures and automatically rigs them so that you can animate them. And so if you had like a set of animation presets that are already built in, you have the photogrammetry that you can scan in your Gunpla. You have it automatically rigged to a humanoid rig. You could have that thing animated in like 30 seconds. But wow. how clean is it going to look? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've, so, I've used some like properly rigged Gundam models and tried to plug them into Mixamo to get uh, to get some animations, and it doesn't look too great. <laughs> Okay. Uh, no, but that's interesting that the that base technology, I guess, has been available even for you to use. And you, you get this multi-billion dollar corporation, I'm assuming, that can maybe invest more into it. So that might yeah, be more of a reality. Yeah, once they get that Facebook money. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, okay. Uh, let's see. Um, move on here. Okay, yeah, let's get to that Verkot. Thing. So, I guess they announced, and they, who is they? But no, in this case, <laughs> the it's The big Bandai. conspiratorial, yeah. <laughs> the Gumpla Illuminati. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, they're saying that there's going to be a, a Master Grade version Katoki, the Verka, uh, announced. So I guess we could guess what it is, and I have this list here of everything that's out now. I, I hope this is up to date. We've got the Granddaddy, Wing... Uh, just, like, probably the standard wing. Mm -hmm. um, well, it's like the Endless Waltz version of the wing. Oh, this is? This one? It's supposed to be, I think. There, oh, is there it? is one. I think there's also that, too. Oh, which, that, oh. Uh, yeah, which I want to keep in mind, because it's like, if we're going to guess this, is there a variant that could be what's being released? Yeah, so that wing, a ball. So, if we were going to try to make a joke, no. Maybe, <laughs> uh... The crossbone, which is cool, and they typically release multiple versions of crossbone Gundams. Same with the Unicorn. Got Sinanju. Surprise how many victories they have. I do have one of them. I have that uh, one with the yellow. It's the version 2. Okay, yeah, here's another Unicorn. New Gundam. Sinanju Stein. Crossbone. Okay, so there is the X2 and the X3. Sazabi. I knew. So we've got the Amaros and almost all the Shars. I was thinking Zaku too. Does 
Itoki ever touch Zaku's? Uh, Not that I've seen. The Thunderbolts, Double Zeta, Banshee, uh, Fosverka. So, what seems like an obvious one? Like, didn't he design the Sentinel Gundam? Uh, I believe he did. Yeah. Um, that that definitely that design definitely has uh, some Katoki yeah. all over him. Um, you know, it's funny. Uh, Josue says Zeta, and man, I wish I wish he would touch the Zeta. But I I think that Katoki hates Zeta Gundam because he never there's no Zeta it. representation yeah. in this list at all. <laughs> no, that's a good point. And that's something else. It's like with Katoki, it seems like there's some preference to what he likes to work on, you know? And so that's why I thought, well, if you got Granddaddy, you've got the Sazabi, Sinanju, what about, I mean, Nightingale would be pretty crazy. Yeah, because that would go with the high, the that high, would go with the high. It would just be gigantic, which why not? They're doing that. What not there like that metal structure, Sazabi, anyway? That's like $1,500. Oh, yeah. well, and, um, you know, they have the Plan 303 Deep Striker. Oh. Uh, the Gundam Sentinel, the, the cannon yeah. like this long. Um, so I think uh, a Nightingale Verka. Let's see. Zionic Shadow is saying Crossbone Gundam Full Cloth. Yeah, I've learned the variants of Crossbone, and they usually make them, in, like even Metal Build has the variants. Robot Spirits has the variants. So that could definitely be it. Zionic Shadow is also saying Easy 8, which would be sick. That would be but, pretty cool. Um, but, you know, I, you I find that he kind of does these pairs where um, they kind of coincide with what comes out at the time, right? So, like, the Thunderbolt pair came out relatively yeah. relatively close to the release of December Sky. Ah, would he have the Gundam so Ariel? So, if we were going to get, like, an Easy 8, then we better get a Goof Custom along with oh, it. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, um, my brain went to G-Witch, but wait a minute, all these... And, you know, maybe it will be a G-Witch. Because he does do non-UC. Um, yeah, I... Let's see, Atlas Gundam. Okay, that would be a good one. Uh, Anon is saying a, a Z-Zulu. That would be cool. Um, I would love to see... A Verka, even though it almost looks like that. Um, yeah, I guess it's something that what he wouldn't have designed. It's his version. So a Sentinel, technically, it's already his design. Yeah, he probably wouldn't redesign that. But um, ah, huh. because yeah, you have yeah, not Gundam Aerial. Yeah, I don't know. Um, let's see. Oh, Metal News saying I wish Gundam can do what Skylanders did. Yeah, that that should have been something Bandai did a while ago. Easily, it could have been with the little gotchas that you get. It could have been model kit you build, and it comes. I don't know, but that toys yeah. to life thing. Um. Anyway, uh, the the only other things I can think of were if it did like a narrative Gundam, uh, just because th there's some unicorn and new Gundam crossover there. Um, yeah. Yeah, and he tends to like um. You know, obviously nothing too round, uh, mm. you know, ball excluded. Um, he doesn't Good like, point. you know, designs that are kind of, um, you know. He likes angular, noisy. Yeah, stuff. angular, noisy. Anything that he can add lots of uh, panel lines to and lots of color separation and lots of different, um, you know, moving parts. So, you know, my expectation would be something that's got like a lot of tiny flaps on it. The closer to a Bayverse Transformer, the better for him. I, dude, I was about to make that joke. And you did it. I was just <laughs> about to minds. say. He must, he must be a fan of Michael Bay's Transformers. Yeah. Um, okay, well, you know what? be interesting to see. Oh, yeah, this is the one I have, the V2. And to be honest, it's cool looking, but building it was crap. It was not fun <laughs> to build. It seemed like it's really, they made the pieces so that when it's together, it looks like a certain thing. It wasn't engineered to be a buildable thing. You know what I mean? Like sometimes yeah. some things are engineered to be fun to build and it makes sense. But this was just like random randomness. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the ones that has like, you know, a, a two part variable, you know, transforming gimmick. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what? Because the uh, 
V2 had that, and I didn't do any of the transforming on that, because they even sell the core booster separately, which is a cool core booster. Um, so here's some in here. And, um, uh, oh, someone said, Anon said real grade the O. That's a great idea. Um, Zionic Shadow is saying turn A and turn X. That would work. Ragnarok F91. I would love to see uh, a Kotoki version of the F91. Yeah. I mean, um, the F90 has been getting a lot of love lately in the Master Grade, so. Yeah. It is it's it is weird sometimes how we see, like, for instance, Crossbone and F90, they reproduce those suits all the time. I I, I don't know why, but hey. Um, let's see. Um, Lucas Garrett saying GPO3 would be a good one. Um, that would be cool. Let's see. But I wouldn't settle for less than the Dendrobium, like the full. <laughs> I know. Ah, that would be great. A uh, Gundam Wing is saying Gundam X. Michael Quinos is saying EXS Verka makes too much sense. Right, and that's the Sentinel one, right? Yeah. 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 Which, yeah, that was my f first thought. But you know, I also think since it's a Verka, but the Sentinel is his version anyway. Um, yeah. I don't yeah. Know. He doesn't typically redesign his own stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think he's probably overdue for something non-UC. Yeah, that's that's true, too. Most of his stuff has been UC, yeah. And if it's not, it's been Wing, and I think that's it. I wonder if he's messed with anything else. Um, yeah. Let's see. Oh, Daisuke Niwa is telling us there is no information on what it will be. All we can do is wait. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Uh, Metal but Neo, why wait MG... when you can speculate? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> MG for double O, the O. Um, oh, that'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah, Strike Freedom, GPO2. Yeah, there's a lot of cool ones that it could be. Anyway, that was fun to speculate. Uh, when are we going to yeah. hear about this? I think they said beginning of October or something. That's going to be a while. Yeah, yeah, we'll be waiting a while. Well, I don't know if anyone's playing Splatoon 3. I'm not. But apparently, it's like the number one selling game of all time in Japan. <laughs> uh, what? Uh, and to the point to where uh, Domon had to go into the Splatoon universe to try to find this man. Um, which is hilarious because, like, I see this picture, and then on Twitter, every once in a while, you'll see just a random upload of someone else asking someone in. Or asking someone else, like, someone's really just going around with that in the Splatoon world. I guess there's an open world element to it. I don't know. That's um, awesome. Yeah, I know. I think that's funny. I just don't know why they're doing the Among Us dude there. Like, there there's a lot of crossover going on in this. Uh... Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, because didn't Nintendo games uh, in general, like, I think on the 3DS, kind of start this whole, like, picture communication? And then they would use, like, memes and all that? Oh, yeah. I love the ones where, like, on certain worlds, kids could, like, leave information and, like, some depressing things, like, I haven't seen my dad in years or something, and it's like, like oh, that's... Oh, man. Yeah, the, the, you gotta be careful with these, like, open-world uh, interactive communities where you can, you know... Nintendo somehow has a lockdown on that. I mean, they still do friends codes, and then, yep. even on top of that, like, yeah, they're... I mean, they're they're all about being kid friendly, you know. Um, which is interesting because GoldenEye is getting a release both on the Switch and the Xbox. But, <laughs> but yeah, you're doing only. the odd job thing, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the um, Xbox version doesn't have online play. It only has. I think that's awesome. Yeah. No local co-op, yeah. but the Switch version has online play. <laughs> But it's no like, local co-op. <laughs> so, why? Yeah. No, it, you know, I, part of the fun of playing GoldenEye was that you had, you know, these three other people sitting on the couch with you mm -hmm. and you could use your elbows as, like, side weapons. <laughs> Dude, that game came out, I think it must have been my 13th or 14th birthday, I forget. I forget the year, but I do not forget the night. I had a big bowl of peanut M&Ms and Twizzlers and Doritos. My friends came over. We were just playing 
Uh, yeah, and someone was just going around like this the whole time. You just know. chopping. <laughs> oh. Um, and did I have anything? Oh yeah, the last thing I wanted to show was I found this sick video. I'm gonna throw it in the uh, the chat real quick. It's someone just made this animated F91 that looks realistic. Um, about to, yeah. A anyway, the link is in the in the chat. That's pretty sweet. But it's just how good this looks. But then I realized, like, how much time did this person spend on this? You know, like, it's just some great work. The guy's name is Jason Wang. Um, yeah. So yeah. But you, you know, when when you see stuff like this, you start to get, um, you know, you start to be like uh, Obadiah Stane, and you're like, you know, Tony Stark made this F ninety one in a cave with scraps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if Bandai doesn't get off their butt and make a, yeah, I, and, oh man. But what's cool is, I think it's is it was it oh it's this one. If you guys check it out, the guy actually goes through a little quick process of how he made it. Which yeah, that's pretty awesome. I know all the um, like the rendering steps. Yeah, the different uh, layers and filters and all that. So, well, anyway, um, well, guys, I think that's it. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything else to talk about. We talked all we can talk about Gundam for now. Uh, Steven, anything else to mention? Uh, I do believe there was some news about a new unit coming to GBO two. Oh, well, let me look. I actually have not. Uh, you're, you're so caught up in your SD games. That, that is actually <laughs> the truth. I think I've been playing SD so much. I haven't even. Uh, no, I think I think uh, the, the new announcement for uh, GBO2 is uh, pretty exciting. Girazulu. Girazulu. Wow, that looks that looks sick. Pretty vicious. I would be doing us a disservice if I did not mention that we were getting more unicorn uh, era goodness. Yeah, I I can't believe how they're filling out like even the sleeves, like because I think that's just a, such a unique concept within Neo Zeon, and yeah, they're really filling that out. Um, yeah, with the unicorn stuff. Um. Yeah, very. Yeah, they'll cool. start to get some wackier uh, units in here, I think. Yeah, so that'd be cool. I, again, like they've they've done unicorn. I didn't expect it. What's next? Um, Penelope. You know, like, yeah, that that'd be, be crazy. That that would be crazy. I wouldn't even know. Um. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess that is. Yeah, uh, that's all I've got. Yeah, that's it. Um. Yeah, it's been a good time, guys. Thanks to everyone that has joined. You know, someone said they found this from listening on Spotify. So if you are listening, there's a video version on YouTube. Yeah. Link probably in the description for whatever it is you're listening to this on. So See that um, sweet F91. Yeah, exactly. All the things we're talking about that you can't even see. How, right. how does that happen? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, all uh, thanks. Um, have a good weekend. Check the links in the description. Steven stuff's down there if you haven't checked it out already. So, Thank you. Thank yeah. you. We'll talk later. See you all later. Cheers.